We are creating a platform for those who are curious, one that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is the Working Artist Project. Ian is what I like to call a ultra minimalist. He, <laughs> you'll hear, he doesn't really like to spend money. He thinks that he or he does live his life getting everything free from his living expenses. And he manages to like resell things. He's got a whole scheme that I know that you guys will be really into. And at the very least, you'll be, you'll, it'll be interesting and, and maybe slightly funny to listen to. We talked about, you know, the most taboo subject uh, in the universe, money. This conversation kind of meandered and went to a lot of different facets of money. And we talked about where he's from and the stock market. We, we just we just kind of really just got in there. And uh, I, I had a great time talking to him. It was really entertaining for me. And I hope this conversation is going to be entertaining and educational for you guys. everybody today i got the one and only (laughs) ian doer hello (laughs) so you know the real reason we're here today is to basically to talk about music as it relates to finance so i'm wondering if in your family background was there like was you know, were they are they all millionaires? Or what was the vibe? Did they teach you about finance? Because you're you're like a pro. You're like a. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a. Genius. I don't know if I'm a pro. I don't know if I'm a genius. If I was a genius, I would already be a millionaire myself. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. But I think it's a it's the classic story. My grandfather literally worked his way from sweeping the floors of a company to owning it. Oh wow! Yeah, his grandfather was a police officer and an alcoholic, and his mom was an alcoholic who didn't know how to cook. But that was good grandma on that side of the family. They loved her. She made rum balls, gave them to the kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got these stories where he's like riding around on the box cars with the hobos and eating lunch at the soup kitchens in Green Bay, Wisconsin. What? But he's got a great attitude. He went to St. Norbert's College, which is like a, I guess a Lutheran or some sort of religious school. And he's he was left-handed as a kid, and they used to beat him with a ruler until he was right-handed. So it's like, you know, he's not... We didn't come from money on either side. Right, right. Like my on my dad's side of the family, they told me they were going to give me all this money for every birthday and Christmas when I turned 18, and then they just didn't do it. And, I, <laughs> and they when they were in their last days, a few years ago, they both died. Uh, they gave all their money to the church. Wow. And didn't leave anything for anyone. Wow. So I certainly didn't come from too much money. My mom, you know, single mom, married three times. She did leave me, uh, or she's not dead. (laughs) She gave me a little bit of cash when I graduated college or, yeah, which is more than a lot of people would ever get. Right. No, of course. And, you know, I went out and I bought a laptop and I took it easy for a few years, you know, like. And uh, just worked on my personality. Okay. <laughs> you mean like fr- fresh out of college? You you took you, know, you took some you took like a year or two to chill. Oh no, I I worked full time at Starbucks after college. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> the thing is, I want to get to your story because you 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 went to music school, right? That's right. Yeah. And so you you get the gift from your mom. Right. You work at Starbucks. Uh huh. All right. And you like okay, the Starbucks thing isn't working out. Then, sucks having a job sucks well you have a job you're a musician you're a guitar player you're a pianist you have a job <laughs> having a job is great if you pick the right one yeah so but starbucks wasn't you didn't want to be a professional barista is what i'm getting at here yeah i was one for about a year okay it's okay you know it's one of those jobs where they they give you enough leeway to be yourself that i think a lot of people are convinced that they like their job mm-hmm. but really they're just individual little cups that are taking what they've earned and dumping it into a bigger cup for the corporation. It's like, 
So you're not really, you don't really like your job. You like coffee, which you're addicted to. Right. And they let you be yourself, which is sort of a trick in some ways. I don't know, man. I, some people would argue you, with you on that one. If you, you know? own a coffee shop or if you work for one of your friend owns, it might be different. But like, right. start, you know, corporate place, mm-hmm. don't fool yourself. Okay. All right. I don't know. I've never I don't want to diss anybody that works there. They have good benefits. Right. And they, they are the reason I got into stock because they gave me stock options. Oh, they yeah. gave... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, back in the old days. I don't know if they still do this, but uh, you had the choice to put a percentage of your paycheck towards some company stock, and it was a great decision I made to do it. Wow. So wait, so time out. So you could make how much percentage? You could be like, all right, I want to get 50%. I I think they would, even at the beginning, they were just giving it to the employees. Like They were really generous with it. But uh, then once you started talking about it, they would sort of warn you, like, you know, it's not a guaranteed thing right so i probably put a very minimal amount of my paycheck towards it okay yeah because it's a stock market anything can happen you know if i know what i if i knew then what i knew know now i would put my entire paycheck towards that stuff right 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 (laughs) wow so okay so you got into the market that way i was curious about that like how did you get by accident almost it was like you know someone's like oh you want to do this i'm like okay right and that way how old how old were you at that point i guess i was like 20 22 22 and you yeah. how old are you now i'm 37 37 oh my god wow so you old man i'm old <laughs> maybe i'm only 36 maybe you're only 30 you don't even remember that's how old you are you yeah. can't remember your own freaking birthday <laughs> <laughs> no but but no it's cool because you know a lot of times people are you know uh overly cautious about getting into the market or other other forms of investment because the money tends to change you know like people mm-hmm. feel more comfortable when they have twenty dollars in their yeah. bank account their savings account they like yeah. it's the same twenty dollars every day so they they, they lose, think it is they think it is yeah. <laughs> so they lose out on the power of compounding mm-hmm. anyway let's back up a little All bit right. though because I, I want to get the whole story so you're at starbucks you get some stocks you quit starbucks the whole story is i st- my first job was when i was 15 and i had jobs ever since you know i was always made to work and I guess that's something I learned from my family mm-hmm. maybe my grandfather had a great work ethic not so much my mom although she worked very hard she's sort of like you know flower child right right no she was <laughs> okay she was a hippie yeah okay cool no that's cool so 15 all the way to Starbucks you quit then you went to the ship after that yeah so I took like a vacation one summer backpacking through Europe for a month I went with this uh tenor sax player named Desmond Henry from Milwaukee and uh, I don't know something about the reason we went on the trip is because we took the train from Milwaukee down to Chicago to the jazz showcase I think we were watching um, it was Ray Brown we were seeing Ray Brown and that was the like second to last performance he had before he died so after that tour or he went to Indianapolis or something after that and then Mm -hmm. he died I don't know if it was on a golf course. We could look it up on Google. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. But that whole like thing with seeing that and then it was over and then the trains just got me in the mood to get out of that job and travel. And so I went to uh, Europe, tooled around there doing sightseeing stuff, you know, and uh, when I got back, I just did not feel like making lattes for rich, you know, North Shore (laughs) people in Milwaukee. Right. Okay. Um, and an opportunity just landed in my lap. And it was somebody who's like, had been working on, I heard about this guy trying to get a gig on a cruise ship for like two years. It's a lot of work to get your first gig out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, right when they finally got it, their piano players were like, I don't want to work with you guys. Oh, no. So they were like, all this work, they needed someone, anyone. And that's where I stepped in. Ah. Anyone. Because the, 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 the twist of this story is you didn't play piano. You oh you're giving away the story. Oh my fault. Okay, no. great. <laughs> so at that point I really didn't play too much piano. I I did have a I had a Fender Stratocaster for a while and that was sort of a symbol of my roots in rock and roll. And I went to this music store and there was a Fender Rhodes, the keyboard there, and I played it and it was like the most beautiful instrument and I just traded my Fender Stratocaster straight up. And that I guess is the symbolic history of when I became a piano player. Little did I know. Because this was well before the cruise ship opportunity. Okay. So when I accepted the opportunity, I was just like, yes, I'll, you know, get me out of this Starbucks. And uh, 
I had no idea it was a piano job and I was prepared to go out there with my guitar and my amp and you know play jazz tunes and right and then I was like you have to pay for a medical exam I put all this money into it and then they told me it's piano and I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) I just like learned a few standards just you know autumn leaves I had a bebop head I literally had five songs wow wow and I just went out there wow and I wasn't the worst one in the band (laughs) (laughs) oh man that was a terrible band then it was it was a terrible (laughs) band yeah but it was a perfect situation it was like the primordial soup you know right it was just perfect to incubate my early piano playing skills for sure nobody judged me right i mean everyone did but i didn't know but it was fine (laughs) it's like whatever i'm I'm getting it together yeah you're on a cruise ship the audience changes every week nobody they just need a body at the instrument to be playing and there's 16 pianos on a cruise ship that you can practice on every day so i was just just soaking up standards wow yeah just learning tunes you know but you were getting paid getting paid to, to learn yeah, you were getting paid. It's kind of like college, but in reverse. The opposite. It was, it was yeah. perfect, yeah. So yeah. how long did you do that for? Four years. Wow, damn, four years. Four years. And most people would have gone insane in four years. I mean, you go out there, you see these lifers. They're insane. Yeah, I know. I met... I met. Uh, <laughs> I, I, first of all, I've, only, I've done a cruise ship gig once. It was only for a week. That's not a real cruise ship gig. Well... You know, it was one of these <laughs> jazz fest things at sea. Yeah, that's a that's where that's like a good gig. I think. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good gig. But it's, a, it's sort of so. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying, I was on a boat playing. Right, music right, right. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I'm not. See, I'm I'm black, so I can't really deal with <laughs> boats and shit. You know, I got bad history with boats. It's in, it's in my what ha- what what's the history? Slavery. Oh yeah, right. Damn it! I was thinking like the island hopping, like how the, how they got to. I was thinking back too far. I'm sorry. Look, man. Oh my God. Going back too far. Was, look, man. It was just things. See, you may, might not have taught you this. Well, and what, th- that's and, a whole other conversation. If you want yeah. to talk about modern day slavery, well, the yeah. cruise industry is a perfect example. And it's not African or African American people. It's all the other poor people on earth that right. are working there. And they're paying to go there. Okay. There right. I go. See oh, listen, dude. <laughs> I've experienced that too in the Middle East. But like you said, that's a whole other yeah. thing. But, but anyway... As far as lifers goes, I met this sound guy, and, and he had been oh, working there for like twenty something. The sound years. guys are a particular breed of yeah, depressing. Dude, it was I was like wow because they wish they were musicians. Right. They wish they were these depressed musicians, right? But whatever. I don't know. I don't want to offend any sound people. Here. Yeah, you know, we need a good sound person. <laughs> I love all sound people. Yeah. Ian doesn't look him up. Email him, not me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can turn knobs too. You know? Oh man, no, that's messed up, I'm dude. Sorry. That's messed up. But uh, so anyway, so you're in a shit for four years. Four years and worked from the the worst one from the worst band in the entire company, and then three and a half years later, we were, I was on the inaugural cruise for their brand new ship. Wow. So I don't know. Once you're out there, anything can happen. They don't care. Like, it's hard to get in, but once you're out there, they need people they'll move you around mm-hmm. it was pretty cool that's cool so but if if i'm correct you use you use the bread that you made from the cruise ship to uh because you had student loans right yes when i first moved to new york i made sure i only had three dollars in my wallet no more because you're gonna spend it i got you okay. now i can keep like you know 50 bucks in there. okay <laughs> <laughs> that that is a, fu- a good point about new york new york will suck up all your money yeah, if, if, if you're, you're not going to, to work yeah you're gonna spend right you're gonna spend money yeah so but let's stay on track so 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 to get back to your student loan debt so you didn't actually use the money that your mom gave you to pay on to the you student know, i don't loans. really remember what that i think i spent that and it, you know it might dude it wasn't fifteen thousand. it was five thousand oh it's five thousand okay yeah. so that's a big difference big difference yeah it's ten thousand less that's, t- that's <laughs> so five thousand dollars that is was like, a yeah. laptop right a couple months of rent i had a car back then okay you know repairs repairs yeah and uh i used to drive home a lot from milwaukee and it's gas okay. you know gas right. and stuff so i had some starbucks money and uh 
once I got to the cruise ship, they were paying us in cash, and I was just sending it back to the bank account. And uh, um, I think in the end of that four years, I had nearly completely paid off a $40,000 student loan. Wow. And I had $10,000 saved. Wow. So it was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty good. No, that's great. And they fired all the jazz bands from that company. Oh, wow. I didn't get fired. There were a lot of personal problems with me, but that's not why I got fired. <laughs> right, right, right. They let us all go. I think I was on one of the last bands still out there. Wow. Desperately wow. playing Autumn Leaves. Right. Still, <laughs> it's after just, four years. Ah, gotta get these student loans paid, dude. <laughs> you know? But, but I, I wanted to get to that story because I wanted to give people, let people know who are, are in that position coming out of school with $40,000 of student loans. It's tough. To let them know that there are different avenues you could take to paying those loans off that aren't necessarily permanent if you're focused. Mm. Now, would you suggest the route that you took or would you suggest a more direct route? Or direct some, in some, what sense? Uh, direct in like what, it's the day you're done, look for a cruise ship gig or look for some other type of opportunity that's going to be paying you a, a decent wage right away. Or you would know, you... There's so many different advices I can give and everybody's different and I see people that are soup just doing so many things wrong and some people are they're just like happy-go-lucky about it and some people are working really hard and doing really well mm-hmm. one one word of advice I have is don't try to live a, a lifestyle you can't afford and uh, the best way to save the best way to make money sometimes is just to not spend it and um, if you want to start paying your student loans off right away, that's a great decision. You don't want to put it off because right. interest, you know, the interest mm-hmm. is crazy. I think making big payments is better than small payments, you know, like. But in terms of a cruise ship gig, if I had been a good piano player already, I probably wouldn't have been out there for four years. I was getting it was a unique situation where I was enjoying myself I was learning to play the piano and making money at the same time you know? right, right right and working on my hustling skills right you are the ultimate hustler <laughs> <laughs> the thing is is you know I'm, I'm just thinking about because they are you're right there's like a lot of different situations but you know if it were me I would say you you're right you got to find your path but don't be dumb I think you can make a lot of really dumb decisions going into university for music, especially because, like, you have to re- think about your return on in- investment. Yeah, you know, so spending a hundred thousand dollars for a jazz studies degree may not be the best way to spend your money. Yeah, dude, New York is a great place to to observe people that have made that decision. There's lots right. of us here, you know. Right. And uh, I wish I would have gone to. I wish I would have been good enough to go to a great school like Manhattan mm-hmm. School of Music or Juilliard. I, I grew up in the Midwest playing rock and roll and didn't right. hear jazz till I got to college. But uh, I, I know very few people that turn their degree into a, a job. You know, they're teachers. They're teaching. Right. That's pretty much the only thing there is. Yeah. Unless you're going to be famous. Right. I think a lot of people think that that's a possibility. And, uh, well, it I is wish a possibility, it is, yeah. but it's like joining the NBA. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's five spots at three hundred million of us, so it's yeah, like yeah. it's pretty tough. Yeah, um, you know you can uh, compromise your artistic vision and work for other people. That's a good mm-hmm. way to do it. Play other music that you don't necessarily like, or convince yourself you like it. And session work. Or, yeah, I don't know. Like my, fr- I have a friend that went to Manhattan School of Music and decided to do the masters in education and he landed a job right out of college teaching public school okay and it's going to take him forever to pay that student loan off he's got a great job you know but two hundred thousand dollars in student loans takes a long time to pay off right you know we're we're paying the same amount for our education as lawyers and doctors everybody knows that but you've got a clear path to success in those other two fields yes and I think it's an injustice against the arts community. It's a it's a sneaky way to suck money from the middle class mm-hmm. to charge that much for an artistic education and yeah. a degree. 
Yeah, I would say, man, you know, if you're in school and you want to study music, there's a few routes you can go. If you want to go to university, great. Uh, go to the cheapest one or go to the one that gives you the most money. And then we have this thing called the Internet. Mm-hmm. Use it. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Because like you can you can live stream shows every night at Smalls and all these other clubs mm-hmm. in New York City where you can get the information uh, without actually being here. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, yeah. you know, I would rather you pay thirty or forty thousand dollars for a music education, and you know, and then be able to get yourself free of that debt one day, so you can start building wealth, and not because the thing is, when you're here, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, in New York City, and you have say you have a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt or any debt, student loan debt, and you're attempting to establish yourself in this city. That's going to take you a couple of years. So that means maybe you you have to get another job or you use credit cards or you take out some other loan. So all of a sudden you're 10000 20000 more dollars in debt than when you started. It's, it's kind of hard to, it just sets you back and you have to like climb up that mountain as, as quickly as you can. Yeah. It's all about that initial choice that sets off a chain reaction of yeah. terrible <laughs> financial moves, you know? Right. And, uh, you know the financial crisis was was really bad for us too. Yeah. You used to get higher interest rates on your savings, and right, credit cards would give you more stuff. And now it's like now they advertise low interest that you have to pay back. Right. Our interest is is basically the opposite of what it was before. But um, in terms of you know, like you said, in New York City. I think if you if you happen to be here, you might not want to go to college. You can study with those guys outside of school and learn right. more than right. you would in a class. Like the only reason I can see that you would want to go, you better be fucking talented first of all, and and uh, somebody's going to notice you there. Maybe it's great for networking. Mm-hmm. And if you're not the type of person that is going to network, then you're probably better off just studying privately. And just practicing and just soaking up the the scene firsthand rather than using the school as like a satellite to bring in to people. Bring the yeah, bring the stuff to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from the country. There was no opportunity for me to do that there. I would I would be in a, a top forties cover band probably making a <laughs> shitload of money right now <laughs> if I would have stayed in Wisconsin. And I know right. a lot of great musicians that are working the scene. It's very small and it's huge area you know mm-hmm. the whole state and like three states is the scene right you gotta drive around you know drunk drive right. after your gig <laughs> oh, no. that's dangerous but... that's dangerous never do that <laughs> so yeah maybe maybe you're speaking to the upcoming the musician who is thinking about moving to new york and thinking about going to school i i would say it's almost better financially to just move here and just hang out on the scene don't go to college <laughs> wow well you <laughs> you know listen you got to make the decision for yourself but i see where you're coming from you know what i mean I, you, you there's some things you got to really think about because you know college can be a scam now i have this whole thing against institutions man they all hate me because i'm always like fuck that like you know fuck institutions because I, it's Especially ones that charge uh, a crazy amount of money to attend, you know? It's just not worth it. But let's move on, because I'll be in this rabbit hole forever. But but I love it though. A lot of topics. No, I I love it because this is all stuff that we need to talk about, you know, in in our community and stuff that people need to know. Especially people who this uh, podcast is uh, targeted towards, like people who are like 18, 19, 20, 21. They want to be a professional artist, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's, you know, like it's stuff I wish I would have known when I was that age. 
Man, I, I was thinking about what I was going to say, and I was hoping you would just guide me along with some bullet point questions, but it's definitely more random. <laughs> no, it's random. I mean, but, uh, I could totally do that because I have bullet point questions right oh, you did? here, but like, uh, fuck that. Like, I re- Well, I some of the things I was thinking about uh, talking about were having a, a hobby that can create extra income. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Something that you like to do that you can somehow make money off of on the side. Okay. Like for me, I would almost consider myself to be a jack of all trades. I started playing upright bass. I've received money for it. Okay. It's in, you know, I wouldn't want to have people see me do it. Right. But <laughs> but but you but a, you do it. Yeah. So I, I you know, so what you're saying is in music or in business, you need multiple streams of income. Absolutely, especially yeah. as an artist. Right. If you're not making it big, mm-hmm. then you need to find some other way to make money. You, you do need multiple streams of income. Like the more you have, the better. You know, like for me, this podcast I also have enough for profit. Yeah, obviously you're I, doing it, dude. Yeah, I but play you the went drums. to school for business. Yeah, but whatever. None of that matters. <laughs> like I wasn't paying that much attention. Trust me. <laughs> At that point in my life, you know. But uh, you know, and then the drums, and then you have all of your things that you do, and, and a lot of successful people do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, when you're first starting, though, you pick one, you get good at it, and then you start adding the stuff to in the periphery of uh, yeah of what you're doing to help subsidize your your income. Now, I do have a bullet point question okay. for you because you need guidance. I, um, I was diagnosed with ADHD <laughs> now, as a child. I'm I'm curious about a uh, step by step process to financial freedom. Okay, because I, I I have a feeling you've thought about this. Do you have one? I sort I, of... I have one. Okay. Do you have Do one? I have one? I actually don't have a step-by-step process that I've thought about. I sort of treat it almost like I do improvising. I just kind of go along with it. And I, I guess I inherited this uh, stinginess from maybe my father, who was like a... He likes to pick stuff out of the street and make art out of it. He's an artist. And oh, okay. He okay. was an art teacher. But Okay, uh, cool. So, I don't know. When you're a musician or an artist, you do have a lot of time to sit around. And, uh, don't tell him that. <laughs> I like to sell shit that I find. And um, when your money starts to get big, it's like, what do I do with it? Um, Define big. Anything more than... It's like, you're, if you're like, hey, I'm doing pretty good right now. You you need to take some of that money and do something, make it work for you. Mm-hmm. So, I guess a savings account. So, like you know, savings account. What it it says savings, but it doesn't actually save if you're doing it at a bank. So, when you realize you should be earning interest on it, you start to look for different ways to get interest. So, online savings, online savings account. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. It's yeah. like one point. Four percent interest, okay. like a money market account, or yeah. something like that. Okay. That's better than nothing. Yeah. So my my whole plan is to have you know a checking account, an online savings account or two, and then stocks, and then like mutual fund. Okay. That's it. That's it. And you have to have the proportions all worked out. So I think I'm doing it a little safer than I probably should be. I could be making a lot of money on the market right now but uh i, I like to have a safety of the savings account so yeah. so the, 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 you, what you're saying is just for people who don't know for people who don't know for people who don't know or people who haven't invested yet or just don't have financial knowledge is you you have a certain amount in cash or liquid money mm-hmm. so that means in your savings account you have this much cash or you're checking out you have this much cash you have to have enough to cover a disaster right to cover a few months rent if you have no work I always my rule of thumb is three to six months of rent. cash of total expenses. Yeah, at absolutely. All times. Yeah, that's probably about what mine is. So, so a hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So eight hundred bucks. I yes. You had three dollars in your pocket. Let's see. So five five dollars at as long as yeah. you know. But you got What you got to do is you got to calculate how much it costs you to live your life. You got to figure that out for yourself, including everything, the nose, clippers, hair, clippers. Yeah, yeah. Put everything that you can possibly imagine. You don't deserve the nice things in life, in, well, this, in this life. 
Okay. <laughs> Man, you can't just be like, I'm going to go out and just like get steak. And I'm going to like go to brunch every day. Learn how to cook, man. Like, right. This is, okay, so let me tell you how I handle that. First of all, you deserve nice shit, but just not every day. That, that, <laughs> that's, that's my philosophy is I figure out, okay, I want to give myself a certain amount of money a month to have quote unquote fun. Okay. You know, you want to go out with your friends or your girl or your guy or whatever. So and once you surpass or once you hit that limited amount of money, you don't spend any more on that stuff. You stay home. And so that's how I handle that. So for you, you you don't deserve anything. No, so you don't what give I've yourself done is I, I taught myself to not enjoy that lifestyle and to enjoy a lifestyle of only free things. Oh. I like to ride my bicycle that I found for free in the garbage. And I enjoy fixing shitty broken bikes. So that's my whole day right there. Okay. And so, man, I'm just thinking like right now, just because I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about this guy, Mr. Money Mustache. Do you do you read, do you read his stuff? No read it because he, he's he's kind of like you where he's just like the um, super ultra minimalist you know like uh-huh. he, he rides his bike to work every day he owns a car that he barely ever drives he bought it used you, you mm-hmm. know what i mean like and, and he retired early i think he retired at 32 him him both him and his wife and now they no longer work well they no longer have like their regular jobs but they do stuff that they love so he started a blog that was hmm. called mr money mustache got crazy famous Wow. And now he makes millions off of the blog. Man. Yeah. So anyway. I should start a blog. You should start a blog, man, because you, you, you're doing. You got to type all day? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. It's not, I don't, it's not fun for me. But <laughs> for him. But the because what you, the thing is you are on a trajectory like that is what I'm saying. Mm. And that's why you're here today. Oh, so you're predicting. I'm predicting. That I'm going to be like. That you, you know, you're one of the few musicians that I know that. <laughs> That aren't adhering to the um, I'm a starving artist. People have to change their mindset when it comes to uh, to thinking about finances, you know. But you mm-hmm. don't believe that. You don't believe it's possible. I think. I think you know, we might be in one of those pre-post-apocalyptic scenarios where everybody's part of the machine. And you're on the social media and you're buying your like consumerism hell. It's just we're all losing our personalities and now they're controlling how we vote. We're like in, you know, an Orwellian future. Okay. <laughs> and to live outside of that, you have to be kind of a, a rebel, right? A counterculture type of person, which is. You know, I like to go around and scrounge in the garbage, dude. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. I I like smoothies. Okay. I got a blender for free. Oh. oh. You know what's better than ice and smoothies? What? Frozen bananas. Oh, dude. No, come on. You're going to buy bananas and freeze them? I, or are you going to get old bananas from the bodega garbage? What? They taste better when they're old. Are you really doing this? If I see a bunch of bananas, I'm not going to... I don't go in the garbage looking for food. Okay. But if the store I go to every week has some bananas sitting out and they're just too old for people to want, those that's how old I want them already. Ah, uh, okay. So why not just take them? Yeah. All right. Save you some money. All right. Cool. I buy my bananas, man. <laughs> I bought some this morning. Now I feel guilty. <laughs> it's terrible. They come here on a diesel-powered boat. They're plantations are destroying the ecosystem it's like anyway so let me tell you my step-by-step process to uh, financial freedom and you can tell me if you agree i think first like i said before you have to assess your financial situation so come up with student loans credit card debt any debt anything that you owe to people figure out how much you have to live your life a month so I'll figure out all your personal expenses light bill blah 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 card mm-hmm. whatever insurance and then figure out your income you know what I mean yeah okay write all that down mm-hmm. two different pieces of paper okay I make this much I need to spend this much okay you know use math yeah <laughs> figure out the difference or figure out if you're in the hole or if, or if you're you're cool like maybe you got a thousand dollars left over a month you're like oh bam mind blown why am I broke you know what I mean? Right. I got a thousand dollars right here. Mm-hmm. That's so. If I, I didn't really plan it out like you do. Okay. 
that's that's very good. It's great. And you know, a lot of people would would resonate with that more. Mm-hmm. But my whole approach was was more like primitive where I just at any cost no pun intended, but uh don't spend money. <laughs> okay. Do not spend money. And if you have like I set a number for my uh bank account my checking account if i go over that number that goes towards the student loan okay i think the number was back then three thousand dollars wow anything over that lump payment in addition to the regular monthly payment right of course so income you know i was playing in the park every single day it was sunny and just paying it all towards that loan and it, and when it was done magically all those loan payments just become yours you're I just know. paying yourself at that's that the point best part. and it just starts to pile up and that's when you need to consider what to do with this money yes but consumerism it is bad for your pocketbook 100% plastic is evil credit card furniture oh. why would you want to buy just plastic furniture Oh, yeah. credit card plastic? I mean, no, you we'll can, get to that later. yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I, like I said, I like to go through the garbage for fun. I walk around, find stuff I need. If I, if I already have it and this thing on the street is better, throw the thing I own out and replace it with this one. Okay. Um, but you know, in New York, it's unique it because, is. because we have a lot of really rich people here yes, that throw great. out perfectly fine stuff, especially when it's time to, uh, you know, leave college at the end home. of the month. Yeah, yeah, or the end of the month, but you know, like every semester that college spring ends, cleaning, right? You you get, you can get whatever you want, dude. TV, anything, computers, whatever. Yeah, these rich yeah, yeah. kids, they don't care. They didn't buy their parents, did they? Threw it away on the street. That's called trickle down economics. Oh, oh is that what the Republicans yeah. are talking? They about? didn't oh. even know the best part of it. <laughs> they couldn't. They didn't consider that we're literally suckling the trash as it trickles down from the big buildings oh, at no. NYU. No, no. Okay, step two. <laughs> Step two. This is a six-step process. My my process. Really? I thought you were. No, that was just step Holy one. Shit. That's just step wow. one, my man. So step two is simple. You just make a budget for yourself. Okay. A monthly budget, and you adhere to it. And if you need to, some people need to make a different monthly budget every month. You know, but for me, I don't. I spend the same amount of money every month, like because that's just how I am. I'm boring. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like some people do other shit and, you know, whatever. You adjust it accordingly is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So maybe you go on vacation because you've been so frugal and you want to reward yourself with a vacation to fucking Bahamas or something. And then, but anyway. Should step, be getting paid to go there. Okay. You should be. Yeah. That's what we do. But we're, yeah. So step two, that's step two. You have any thoughts on that? On a budget? Yeah. For me, it's not planning the budget. It's after the month, I'm like, well, that's what my budget was, because if you don't spend money and at every cost, avoid it, you're already on a budget. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. But no, I, I never sat down and planned out a budget. Okay. So step three, once you've assessed, you've made a budget, I think the most important thing now is to build an emergency fund. Yes. So, and I would say... The minimum, like, oh, let me stop you there. Before you get to this step, you can have an emergency credit card. Okay, I think that's important. Well, I hate credit cards, but you don't use it. It's just I'm going to assume that the people who are listening to this are not good at withholding. They're not good at self control. You don't sign it. You you don't. You just have it. You just have it in case something happens. I think it's important to have. Yeah, even a five hundred dollar. Okay emergency it's not a fashion emergency i'm not gonna sign on to that okay but but that's cool that's your that's your thing i heard about it when i was in college and it was the bail someone out of jail credit card okay that's what it was and like (laughs) (laughs) timmy's in jail we gotta get him out he's got the emergency (laughs) i was the guy in jail one time i don't think i needed to be bailed out it was just like a temporary holding cell oh one of those but okay if you don't agree (laughs) Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. Just because credit cards, you know, you can get in trouble quick with credit cards. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm not saying you don't deserve a credit card. I'm just saying it, it, it's a scam. A credit card is a loan for, it's a, it's for certain a, people. It, for, right. for me, it's just another way to make money. Right. 
you have to you have to have so much self control to own a credit card. I have two credit cards. I think I have like but four. I don't carry them with me. They're they're in this. They're like for emergencies. Mm. If the glass breaks, I use it. You should and, uh, uh, but consider. Should we wait for this car? No, fuck that car. You should consider doing the opposite because you you have a lot of self control. I do. But you should use your credit card for everything. Get really? one that pays you. Oh, I have and one. That use pays it for me. everything. People are like, oh, but it's only it's only a few dollars. You got to see the big picture. If mm-hmm. you save two dollars at the grocery store every day, multiply it by three sixty five, and then you know over a five year period, you can get that Alexa times five. I can get five or, Alexas. Yeah, like <laughs> or a Lexus even. <laughs> Oh. You know, it's it's you have to be able to see the big picture when you're thinking about savings. Mm-hmm. So use your credit card. Okay, maybe I'll think. Of, I'll think about it. I just know, you know, to me, credit cards are a huge scam. It's just like it's a, hey, it's only a scam if you don't hey, make man. your payment. Yeah, right. And now with the apps on your phone, yeah, I just pay it right away. I don't wait for the month. You know, right? Of course. Like, come on. Yeah. Anyway, you're on step three. So yes, step three was save. One thousand dollars. Okay, for emergency fund. Okay, so is it case, is it in cash? In cash in your house somewhere right you now. You put it. You put it wherever. <laughs> <laughs> you put your thousand dollars wherever you want it. Like if you're comfortable with it under your mattress. Personally, I put mine in a bank when I first started. That's what I did. And right. in uh, so you put it wherever you feel comfortable. You know wherever you know that you will not spend it because it's only. If your dog gets hit by a car and your baby walks into the street to console him and a lady slaps him and now you have to take your baby to the hospital. The dog's dead. Fuck him. Oh, my God. Yeah, the PETA people are going to sue. You're going to make money off of this. You can have <laughs> two people to sue. The lady who slapped the kid and the person who hit the dog. Yes. So, yeah. So, that's what you do with that. That's step three. Okay. You agree with that? I definitely agree with having an emergency fund. That's basically what a savings account is. And if you don't have any emergencies, great. You can use it for your health bills when you're old. Okay. <laughs> That's basically what retirement is. Right. It, it, don't get me wrong. The emergency fund does not stop at 1000 No, it no. It starts. It starts at 1000 At 1000 It should start at 100 and then work up from there. Exactly. Like, come on. You put a dollar in there. You work your way up to 1000 is what I'm saying. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Change so, jar. It starts in a jar. Right. change right. Exactly. <laughs> you do what you gotta do you know so step four is to pay off uh debt starting with the highest interest rate absolutely so, people do not realize that your student loan is actually a group of loans you have to it's there's a lot of people you got to get past it's very kafka-esque you know before you get to the person that's going to give you information right and they don't allow you to do this on the websites. You have to call. And they're going to say, you have to pay extra to do that. It's not true. It's just like when, I, when I'm when i flying with my guitar, they're telling me I can't do it. Right. You just hold on to it and you elbow your way into that plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like that. You know, because you want to snowball your, your debt. So you start with the highest interest rate. They do not like it. Right. And then you pay that one. And then you take that money that you were paying to that one. You pay the next one. And it feels so good, on and so forth. Yeah, and then you're and then you're done. And you and if you have credit card debt, you may want to do that first, one hundred percent, because it's probably twenty three, twenty five percent interest. On, or on that one, like my mom was really bad with, she's really bad with money, and mm-hmm. I've helped her in the past, and uh, I think she's a lot better now. She doesn't have much self control, okay. But um, she had like three credit cards. She was just making payments, and those payments had interest payments, right? So I. Uh, and this is, if you if you have credit card problems, don't call me. Call Darian. <laughs> but, <laughs> take advantage of the, um, of putting it all on another credit card with a lower interest rate. Oh, I got you. Okay. And don't spend on that card. Right. That's your new loan that you need to pay off. Right. But I would say step one. This is why I say don't get self, don't get credit cards because they're dumb. Because the interest rate is too high. It's like a loan with a 20-something percent interest rate. Yeah. And most people don't use credit cards the way that we use credit cards. Right. Most people They're designed. Use, the reason they exist is because most people 
are in debt from them. Yeah, and, and that's why we get all the rewards. When I use my, but they're they're taking ninety percent of those rewards. They are giving but, us one yeah, percent. Yeah, they give us a little one percent. But but the thing is, guys, don't get a credit card unless you know that you are. If unless you're ready, unless you're ready, ready to champion that card. Exactly. So that's step four. Ready for step five? And that goes for a personal loan too. You know, I hear huh. people getting personal loans, and they think it's okay. It's like just get a personal loan. That's crazy. A personal loan to pay for your rent during college? Oh, right. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. No. Don't live in the apartment you can't afford. Right. Yeah. Just live, live on campus. where you deserve to live. Or no windows. If, if you know, yeah, no windows. <laughs> live in the basement or just stay home. If you like, can. If, that, you, if you can stay really home. That's really the best. If there's a college down the street from you, go there. Stay home. It's only four years, dude. You've been there 18. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, or I think uh, I had an idea once that every American family has to sponsor another family financially. Why? If you're rich, you oh, have to rich, okay. sponsor another American family. I got you. That's a, that would be a great way to yeah. First of all, connect the different classes in our society and also take care of the financial problems. Some of them. I don't know if there's enough rich families like that to to help well that's, that's maybe a good one idea. family needs to sponsor 300 million yeah. families let's get let's get uh who's the richest person we know let's get trump on the phone mm. he's a billionaire right how many so. families should he spot <laughs> or fucking warren buffett or somebody you know <sighs> okay step five did you skip step four step four was pay off the highest interest rate okay that's a that's really important yeah because if you don't they you pay off a a piece of each loan and they just make it take forever and they just i don't want to say the word rape but they do yeah they they uh they definitely violate they, they violate, violate you. you yeah 100% and you'll you'll look at your payments history and you're like why is it why is it all going to the interest yeah because that's the way it's set up yeah because they 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 want they do it because it benefits them not you you know they make more money if you pay it like this you know, mm-hmm. like that yeah, but all right. Step five. Step five. After your debt is completely paid off, invest money. Invest that money that you use to pay off the debt, like on the debt on the payments, mm-hmm. and pay yourself. So, I think the first step there is to is to build up a good size of savings. Mm-hmm. Is that the same account, the emergency fund? Maybe. Um, I, I would say. I don't no. think you should dive right into into investment if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to have some cash. I th- maybe this is where we disagree. I like, I think I have more than fifty percent of my money in liquid, right? Savings. Okay, this is what how I feel about that. I think you should do whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, every person's different. Like, and it takes know. a long time to learn how to do what you're doing. You can't just right now. They have robo investors though. Oh yeah, like, I think uh, you work I'll, for them because you were trying to push that shit on me last <laughs> I'm not time. Trying to I push it you. on you, man. I'm just saying for people who don't have the time to to read about investments and to learn for themselves, you know, time. Then mm. I just did air quotations, but maybe you don't, or you just don't care. You're lazy, whatever. Cool, I'm lazy, mm-hmm. so I do use robo investors, but I also invest on my own. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you use the robo investor; they do it for you. It's like back in the day, you could only invest with a broker. Right. Then they came out with like E-Trade where anybody could invest. Exactly. And now this, this is like the next step, right? It's the next step. Okay. So the robo-investor is smarter than you. Smarter than a broker. Maybe even smarter than a broker because, you know, um, artificial intelligence and algorithms. Okay. And uh, so you give it your money, it, it invests it for you, and you do nothing but reap the benefits. How much do you think you need to put in to like start to see some progress? Uh, well... Five thousand? Yeah, I mean, you. Well, this is the thing. You can start one of these accounts with as little as five hundred dollars. You're you not going to see much. Progress you're not, you're, you're not going to see any progress really off five hundred. Nothing, nothing of like. I mean, you'll see like. Oh, if I, I buy five hundred dollars worth of some penny stock that takes off though. Yeah, but that's not robo- how it works. They 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 invest mainly in ETFs. Oh, okay. So and there's it, fees for those. There is no fee. It depends on which company. Okay. So there's no fee up to a certain point. Like if you use Wealthfront. Okay. There's no fee on the first fifteen thousand dollars, huh? 
You see what I'm saying? That's pretty high. It's, yeah. Because so, the people that are doing this are loaded. They're making so much money. So it's just like, <laughs> so you, so that's, that gives you some time to like get in there. Maybe you see if you like it. Can you, you open multiple accounts with different like email addresses? Sure. Sure you can. Wow. I mean, listen, I don't know, but I'm sure you can. <laughs> I, I haven't done that, but you know. So I think that's that's one easy way to get into it. Maybe you're like reading about investing in the meantime, but at least you're in the market. They like to keep you scared and confused. And there's lots of different like hand greasing going on with the media. Right. right. If you if you think watching Fox News and Jim Cramer is the best source of information for investing, you're wrong because that I'm pretty sure that guy gets paid to pump and dump or whatever. Right. Yeah, he told everybody not to invest in Tesla. I mean, I'm not completely sure that Tesla is a good investment because you know they haven't actually. It turned, was when I bought it. They haven't at turned thirty dollars a share. Well, goddamn! It's <laughs> <laughs> like wait, but the other day it was three hundred sixty-eight dollars a share. Let me do the math. <laughs> Did you see my that, that's where your five hundred dollar investment. Exactly. Actually can pay off. It can pay off. But so these robo investors are way uh, safe. It's a safe investment. It's a safe investment. And if like, because an ETF is a broad market uh, stock purchasing. Exactly. It's an it's fund. exchange traded fund. So okay. you, you can Google it. It's basically a, but a, do a they, fancy what if fund. What if that, uh, the ETF you have, so this has a lot of different ones. So yeah. that's why it's safe. Yeah, because it, it okay. buys, okay. you know, the best companies in the market. Mm, it buys okay. all the companies. And so it's not it, like you can't choose. I want energy. No, no, no. You, well, no, no. Well, it 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 diversifies it for you. So it's like you got this much energy, you got this much of this, and whatever, whatever. But so it buys it, it everything. Sound, it sounds good. It's cool. Because, but then I'm always thinking. So basically, you're just buying a share of the world market. Yeah. So and whatever if that tanks, then, then your yeah, money's gone. Your money's gone. Yeah. That's when you should buy. By the way, when it tanks. Yes. But who's waiting for that? The thing I is, am, dude. Get in. That's why I have more than fifty percent in liquid. Ah, I see. If it You're crashes for the next crash in two thousand, whatever. What what year was that? Eight, two thousand no seven. I didn't have any money. Right. I had just paid my student loan off, and I didn't have any money to buy. And it was. I felt like I was just born in the wrong yeah year. Yeah. You know, and so now imagine. you're waiting. But what if? But I think it's better to get into the. But this is just me. You got to do your thing. I think it's better to get in the market, dollar cost average. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. You're in here, and it's cool. Like if the market tanks, like keep some bread, but like not. You know, you don't want the bread just be sitting there getting one percent while you're fucking. Like the market. But for going somebody crazy whose right lifestyle now. is so simple and, uh, like, with zero cost. Okay, one <laughs> percent is a lot of money. That is a lot. You're right because you you don't have any. See, Ian has a whole business. I have zero money. cost of living. Wow. I make money. Just... He, he gets paid to live in New York City because he he's the king of New York. Everyone. No. <laughs> I don't want to advertise for you know companies on no don't on your podcast. Don't but... advertise for anybody, man, unless they pay you. Right, but I basically I just. I'm not my space bubble. This is part of the conditioning up from the cruise ship, where you live in a, a eight by five cabin mm-hmm. with a bunk bed in it, and there's a guy just like farting, drinking vodka at four in the morning <laughs> in his bunk, <laughs> clipping his nails, right, waking you up with the sun. Like you get used to being around people, so I, I think that's a good way to live as an artist. You need to shrink your space bubble and and accept. That you're gonna have a small bedroom, right. and like you should try to rent every nook and cranny of your house out to tourists if possible. Yeah, do it, man. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, yes. And listen, if, take it from me because I know it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish I I had been on that when. You but know. your space bubble's a little bigger. It's smaller than a. Yeah, I've, it's it's like it's a one bedroom apartment. It's like it's not I see huge. I see room for bunk beds in here, man. Uh- <laughs> Just be renting this out. <laughs> Put the bun. Yeah, I got a bunk bed by the refrigerator. Like everybody can. Nah, man. But so anyway, that's that's kind of my um. And step six is just sit back, relax, and then uh, and enjoy the the wealth building. Yeah. For sure. 
and earning you need to be earning that whole time yes you can't just i mean if you do that full time that means you're an investor and it's kind of sleazy <laughs> <laughs> you want to wear a vest and chain smoke down on yeah, like uh, where oh, do they do that? Wall Street. Wall Street. Yeah, that's where they do that at. Wear a blue vest. It's funny how they wear blue vests on Wall Street and at Walmart. Oh no! And they're both called Wall. The Illuminati, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I just made that connection right now. <laughs> you want to work at Walmart or Wall Street? Oh, you get man. the same vest. Ugh, that's terrible, man. <laughs> and you chain smoke too at both locations. All right. <sighs> So yeah, that's it, man. That's 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 good. That's, that's how I feel. It's a about very it. analytical way to go about it. And for some people, you know, a lot of musicians are mathematical, and they would do good to work to work it out like that. Yeah. For me, I think I can. I've just got a lot of luck, and I'm just naturally good at finding stuff. Okay. And I know the value of goods. If I see something on the street, like this has happened to me before. Okay. I used to do a lot of dating, online dating. You can go on like. Hundreds of dates, you know, and they mostly suck. <laughs> yeah. At least one time I was like walking with someone being like, well, this isn't great. And then I see something in the trash and I'm like, you know what? This isn't going to work out. I need to take this p- thing from the trash right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to waste your time. <laughs> what if that's like an ingenious way? One, to end a date. It's like, hey, I'm just going to take this out of the trash. Uh, thank you. But no. You know, the girl's like, all right, you know what I mean? This is about the end, man. I just wanted to, you know. All right. Yeah. Either way, you're going to do it. Work it out all analytically like Darian here. Or just take my approach and just don't spend your money. Yeah. At any cost. I think a combination. You know, you've inspired me today to spend less of my money. Don't buy plastic. You don't need plastic. Learn how to build shelves out of found wood. You can, okay. you, how are you going to build shelves? You need screws and stuff, right? You need screws. Don't buy them. I have a whole. You thing. see them on the ground all the time. Pick them up individually until see, you have enough. You're, you're really extreme, man. <laughs> I think what you guys need to do is combine Ian's method. There's two. There are two extremes, actually. My method, and then find someone in the middle, and then just work it out between that for yourself. And we haven't. There's a big like elephant in the room here for for a musician or an artist. You can always marry someone that has a lot of money. Oh, yeah, that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and they should almost teach that in school. Like, how uh, to attract a rich mate. Oh, no. that's Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. 101. First day, 8 a.m. Well, even even if you did manage to marry a rich woman or a rich man. man whatever you choose. Whatever. Uh, then you need to know how to handle money because like it's still not infinite it's not you know it's not like yeah just you're gonna have to handle their money for them yeah because they chose you so well you'll probably handle the allowance that they give you <laughs> <laughs> i i just helped my girlfriend fiance actually uh we're getting married jim how rich is he she she has a great job it's one of those things where you go to college and you meet people because of the prestigious school you went to and then that's launches your career it's great but uh it's expensive as hell and mm-hmm. if you don't learn how to take care of your debt luckily i knew how to do it and she just paid it off completely wow wow so that's it's going to start piling up she's See, almost on to step 5 this is another skill that you have that you can monetize what helping people financial advisor Ugh. yeah you all you have to do is i know you don't like to do this you know type it up Put it on the internet and, you know, tell people and, and charge them for it. It's easy. Maybe I should. Yeah. Because people, the thing is, people don't know how easy it is. It's just about self You know what would be better? A nonprofit for helping artists do the same thing. Mm. You could write a grant up. It's kind of what I'm doing with mine. Because we, yeah. what we do is we bring in business techniques with music techniques mm-hmm. and we instruct so we have people from the business world come in and talk about finance and hmm. how is it a good idea to record a record right now or you know how do i make money how much should i charge if i do a commercial like all of these kinds of things that you know in music school they, they don't tell you and, they're too uh, busy counting the cash it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're too busy uh counting your cash like that all right y'all 
We got a uh, Ian Dewar in the house today. You know, I want to just <laughs> thank you, man. Thanks for coming on the show, bro. Thank you. Yeah, man. Later. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Working Artist Project. Before you go, I'd like you to do a few more things. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast and check out what else I'm doing via my website, DarianDouglas.com. It would also be amazing if you checked out my Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the description. Later.